Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't yet joined our wonderful Flywheel Nation community, go to flywheelnation.com and join in the podcast conversations. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. cannot underestimate the power of kindness and the power of empathy coupled with gratitude in our lives every single day. When you mentioned seeing someone on the street walking past and smiling, the key is be the first one to smile. It's not necessarily going to happen unless you're the first one. And we underestimate mm. the joy we can unknowingly create. What if your message of kindness lands on somebody who's contemplating suicide that day? What if your message of kindness and the power of your words lands on a young person who silently is in isolation, suffering from bullying? And we don't know that. So there are countless examples where people are being saved by kindness and words that empower them and allow them to start a conversation, making that conscious decision to go with the good thoughts because someone has acknowledged them as being worthy. Hi, I'm your host, Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm really excited to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast today from various parts of the USA because we have a, an interesting panel discussion coming up. Lisa Jones, Debbie Wimberley, Sean Harbinger, Michaela Cox, and Amy Weishaus, who are co-founders of ECHO, which is a collective that's focused on, as the acronym says, empowering conversations of hope and opportunity. So welcome to the Anova Buzz podcast, Team ECHO. It's a real privilege to have you as my guest today, and this is my first time to do a large group conversation on the InnovaBuzz podcast. Thank you. Thank for you. Glad us. to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Now, you help people connect and build brighter futures, better futures together by sharing your experiences, your passion, and ex expertise, and making a difference through things like self exploration, advocacy, ownership, joy, and play, which is uh, I'm glad that. That's part of the deal, and I'm really looking forward to kind of exploring that a little bit more today. And we, we did have a bit of a conversation early on where you told me that you have different backgrounds and different experiences. So bringing all of that together, um, I imagine, really adds to that, that powerful mix. Um, first of all, what's the impact you're making in the world today? And I might fire this one to Deb because you're first on my... Debbie, you're first on my um, row of, uh, of videos there. 
Thank you. Uh, I'll take that one. Um, our impact is to empower people to actually learn how to have conversations and to be able to enhance their lives while enhancing other people's lives. We also want to bring them new ways that they can engage that, whether it's through play, uh, technology, advocating for your health, joy, or learning how to survive, go from uh, surviving to thriving. Um, being able to give those tools in a package is a really cool thing that we can offer. And sometimes you can use all of them, or maybe you just choose to use one or the other right now, but they're always going to be there available for you if you use them. Fascinating. So I'm happy to let somebody else add to that if, if there's more. I believe that we are also all about facing change because we all know that if there's one mm. constant thing in our world, it's change. And being able to confront that change takes a very strong individual today, someone in touch with his or her abilities, essence, and somebody who feels confidence about being able to um, feel self-value, self-worth, so that we can go on and be a role model to other people. Most of us in facing changes in our lives had to deal with very severe adversity. And um, Sean is dealing now with helping all of us have a conversation about AI and the future, our futures in a landscape of artificial intelligence and what that means to our health, to our creativity, to our school systems. I myself come from a background in education. So everything Debbie says, is also integral to we want to help others face change and we want to take our values our strategies and all our mindsets we don't want anybody to suffer what we suffered through this is the essence of all of our messages and we love to play with each other and lisa's our our leader in this and uh, the more humor we infuse in our lives the happier and better we all are yeah, yeah. There's there's so much you touched on there, Amy, that um, kind of triggered uh, things for me in terms of change. I've been talking a lot in some of the speeches I've been giving lately about change and why people are actually resistant to change, or asking the question: Are we resistant to change, or is it that we're just um, we feel disempowered because we feel as though there's a lack of control there's changes that are happening around us that are being imposed upon us um, and i'm fascinated by people saying well i don't like change and and so their their mindset is resisting change and yet there's changes happening within their body every day there's changes happening all around them every day and you've, we've got to adapt and the the concept of ai is one of course that today is very topical at the same time a lot of people are saying well ai is really a bad thing because we're going to lose our jobs ai is going to replace humans and I, my response to that is always no it's not um, humans who understand ai are going to replace humans in jobs <laughs> so so yeah how, how do um I guess following on from 
those comments. I was curious, what exactly do you mean when you say in uh, empowering conversations of hope and possibility? I mean, you've touched on some of the aspects there, but talk to me a little bit more about what does that mean and how do you kind of initiate a dialogue with somebody so that you can actually get them to a point where you can help them? Um, I feel like Michaela. I feel like for us, the whole reason we started this is we all felt like we had individual messages that started it. But then when we started hearing our messages, we noticed some through lines and common um, themes that could really make a difference. And that's the whole point. It's through these conversations that we're having today or any other conversation that it opens up the dialogue that through talking through these things, we can come up on solutions that can provide the hope and opportunity. And I think part of the thing that's hard for some people is that when they don't think they have options or opportunity or choices, then they can't feel empowered. So it's through discussing and talking and hashing out things and coming up with new ideas and new thoughts can create the solutions that provide the hope, that give the opportunities to help people feel empowered is what I think is a, a huge piece of that puzzle that maybe is part of the reason why they haven't felt like changing because they didn't know what to change to or it wasn't felt comfortable or easy to do. But then when you're provided with solutions, they're like, oh, then maybe I can. So maybe that is a huge part of that puzzle as well. Lisa. And I think in addition to what Michaela is saying, it's about having everyone feel more confident in making their voices heard. And if you think about, like if you take an example with what I do with play is I always try to get someone to go back to when they were playing last time you remember playing, maybe it was yesterday as an adult, but a lot of adults don't play mainly. We play when we're kids. Right. But if you think about trying to negotiate with a kid, have you ever had a negotiation with a five-year-old? They are the best negotiators. So that's when really they have so much confidence and they will negotiate until they get what they want. And that's what we need to kind of take we need to go back and revisit our childhood and take those things and kind of come forth, be more confident and empowering those conversations of hope and opportunity. There's so much opportunity that people really need to take advantage of here. Yeah, you both touched on a couple of things there that I think are worth exploring some more. The idea of choice, and often I hear people say, and I've said this myself sometimes, I don't have a choice. Um, this, is, this is what I have to do. I don't have a choice. And yet, when we're in that mindset, we kind of close off to all other possibilities. And whether whether the action we're about to take serves us or not, uh, you know, it's it's closing off possibilities. Even if it does serve us, there might be a better way to go about it, or there might be other choices that serve us even better. Um, how do we? How do you have conversations with people that kind of change that mindset or open up people's minds is, okay, maybe I do have a choice. Lisa. I think for me, it's really about reframing. So you're saying like, I have to, it's kind of like, I have to go exercise. What if we reframe it and say, I get to go exercise. Mm -hmm. Like you, like there's not, there's some people that can't exercise, for example. So if you think about something that you, you get to do, you get to do these things. You don't have to do them. So it's kind of like you're, it's something that you're able to do. So it kind of changes the, you're reframing how they think about it. And then of course, anything I tell people to do, if they're saying I have to do this and I'm like, well, how could you make it fun? 
Like, what can you do? What game can you play to make that fun? And the, the topic I always bring up a lot is my daughter with toothbrush. She doesn't want to brush her teeth, but I'm like, let's make a game out of it. So we race the clock. She brushes her teeth and then she gets rewarded, but she doesn't get rewarded with candy. She gets rewarded with another new toothbrush. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The, the reframe is so powerful, isn't it? And the, the idea of gratitude comes into that as well. It's like, okay, I get to exercise because there are some people that don't have the ability to exercise. And, and that gratitude, I think, is a big reframe of sort of mindset as well, isn't it? Gratitude. Michaela, you wanted to add to that? Yes, I do. I absolutely believe that mindset is key to any of this, of empowerment or finding the opportunities or finding the hope through gratitude and other things. And it's also what allows people to change is... And there's a reason why a lot of people know the idea of mind over matter and that if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. I absolutely firmly believe that mindset is truly a game changer and a key to just about anything you could possibly talk to or talk about. And that's how we get these conversations and get these opportunities. It's because we had a shift in our thought process and mental space, like Lisa was saying. So I'm a firm believer in that as well. Hmm. Yeah, and I love love the idea of the game. I've I've started um, one of the other things I've talked about recently, and it's in this idea of mindset and not having a choice. And it's about self worth and the self and the dialogue we have with ourselves. So most of the most of the um, conversations we have in our lives are actually with ourselves, right? And if I talk to anybody else. Or if anybody else talked to me the way I talk to myself, I would be most upset, most angry, and probably never deal with that person again. And, um, and, and to be aware of those conversations, those self-dialogues, and I, I sometimes turn them into fun um, and, and have kind of a fun conversation there. If I become aware of of the dialogue in my head that's saying, ah, oh, that's a stupid idea and that'll never work. Or um, uh, one of the ones that I talk about quite a lot is when I first started my podcast where the internal dialogue's going, um, you know, who's, who's going to want to come on your show or who's going to want to listen to your show? And by ignoring that and saying, well, let's see, um, is, is the way you move forward and past that and and then at some point build your self-worth by looking at what's really happening and ignoring that dialogue so how do you see people dealing with that internal dialogue firstly becoming aware that it's going on because it's not necessarily something that that is in our conscious mind and then secondly kind of reframing there or making it a bit fun debbie you wanted to add to that I think this is an excellent question, and I think this is something that we all need to be thinking about and taking into consideration, something I've had to learn to do myself. Uh, <laughs> learning how we have about 50,000 thoughts a day, and I've been teaching myself how to learn to just actually push the thoughts away that I don't want and focusing in on the ones that I do. It's a skill. It's a learning process. It's allowing yourself to partner with yourself. Be your best partner in anything that you do because no one knows you as well as you do. 
So you have the ability to accept and ignore what thoughts you want to. And so when you allow yourself to think, I can do this, I'm good, those are positive things. And when you allow those negative things to come in, then for whatever reason, we allow those to lay too much weight on us. And so I've got to, where in my mind, I actually just shove them away. And I say, go away, you're not welcome. And this all started because I had been told with a serious health issue that there was nothing that they could do, that it was impossible to fix me. And I sat on that curb and I said, you know what? There's only one person I can count on in this world, and that's me. I'm going to partner with myself and figure out how to do this. And by doing that, I have improved my health in ways that doctors never thought possible. And I'm living a life I never thought I'd have. So this is possible. And learning how to just guide your thoughts and accept the ones, you get to decide what you want to think and what you want to accept. So learning to accept the ones that are good for you and ignoring the ones that aren't. Most of the bad thoughts that we have come from somewhere else. They don't even really generate from us originally. They don't know you. You know you. So set those aside and rely on yourself. Reach your hand out. Reach your left hand out to your right hand. Take it. Be in charge. Be in control of your own life. Yeah, and there's there's so much power in that, isn't there? I mean, you talked about um, overcoming health issues that, that the doctors more or less said, we can't really do anything more for you. And I've heard quite a lot of those kind of stories where people have then gone away and said, well, I don't want to be sick. I, that's not my identity. I want to be healthy. I, I, and, and they actually say, I am healthy and I will be healthy. And they project that future thing. Um, that kind of prompts a question around language. And, and I think it was Lisa said something earlier that I thought language is so important in this as well, isn't it? In both in what we say to others and those dialogues we have with ourselves. Um, often I hear people say something and I think they're like they start off a speech with an apology as a classic one. And I think not only are they letting the audience know that um, perhaps they haven't prepared enough or whatever it might be, but they're also giving themselves a, an auto suggestion to say this is going to be bad. <laughs> so, what's um, how do you see the importance of language, and and how do you kind of work with people to make sure that they're using it in a positive light? Language is so important. So, I think like with the messages that you were talking about earlier, like you hear yourself say something like, oh, I'm, I'm going to start this podcast. And then that voice says, oh, I'm not going to be be good at, with at the podcast. The first thing to do is kind of come up like I, everything I do, I make a game. So if I say a negative, if I hear a negative message in my head, I have to then come up with three positive ones to counteract my one negative one. And then I just keep repeating that. And I, so you would come up with your own, but I think we have to start first with ourselves, with talking because a lot of times these negative messages, we wouldn't say these negative messages that we hear to somebody else. So you have to start saying the nice things to yourself and then everything kind of goes out from there. So just kind of how would I want to treat 
myself, but also how do I treat others? And that's why language is so important in how we say things to others and how we reframe. And it goes back to what you were saying about reframing. How do you reframe something negative into a positive? Because there's always a positive way to look at it. And Amy, our joy expert over here, I know has something to say about that. Well, you asked the question earlier about how do we engage people? How do we empower them? And we are trying to walk the talk. We're trying to do that by example, even by this podcast. And what we instill in our audiences is that very self-worth that we're all talking about because that's where it all starts. But it also starts with the mindset to believe your life matters. And when we can get someone to understand what that person has to contribute to others, it may start as a smile. And that's the first language, smiling at people, recognizing the person sitting next to you. Who is that person? And it might be somebody you've been married to for years. It might be someone next to you on the way to school in the morning in the car. But until we learn to smile and notice and recognize those people and express our gratitude to them, there's a tremendous amount of joy that comes from that. It's a joy of discovering the other person, self-discovery. And that language just exponentially explodes. So the people we are speaking to, they need to know they are the power. We're just trying to show them and reflect to them. They have the power within to be their own health advocate, to be their own playful selves and model it to their children, to their students. And we, we all have that obligation. We have the ability to create internal joy and spread it to everybody around us. We, we can start the conversation. We can initiate the conversation, whether it's in a PTA group or a health support group or a, uh, in, the, in the break room at the corporation, or getting the CEOs to be playful and find an innovative way with Lisa to do a training that's so much fun because they're playing it in a movie with characters and they're just getting out of the box. That's what we're all about. Don't wait for someone to come to you. Start the conversation. Be the conversation and be the change. There's, there's a couple of things you said there that I think are so important. It's this sense of I'm just one little person among seven or eight billion now, I think it is, on, in, on the planet and I'm not important and who cares whether I'm around or not. And yet the simple act of when you cross paths with someone on the street, smiling at them. Well, in 99% of cases, get a smile as a response. And you've just made a difference to that person's day by that simple act, which is something that everyone can do. So yes, we can all make a difference in the world. And if we kind of change that mindset that we can make a difference, it doesn't have to be, we don't have to change the world um, and, and invent nuclear fusion and kind of solve the greenhouse problem or something like that. We don't have to do that to make a difference in the world. We can make a difference by just a little thing. And, of course, by 
taking that attitude, then we start to make a difference in bigger things and bigger things. And before we know it, maybe we are solving world problems. Yeah, <laughs> that's obviously prompted some interest, I, I, Lisa. Yeah. I, as soon as you said that, I got all excited because I was thinking about what I've been doing recently, which is one of my new initiatives is when I call people, it doesn't matter like if it's to make an appointment for like a doctor's appointment or any type of call. The first thing that the person will say was, hello, like this is where you're calling. And normally you just ask them what you want, right? Like I'd like to make an appointment. What I've been doing now is I'll say, how are you today? How is your day going? And it's interesting because they're taken aback and there's like a long pause. And some people are like, I wasn't expecting you to ask me that. Like they're so used to just doing like, oh, making these appointments all day long. And it's nice that you asked them how they were doing. So I think like just showing kindness, that goes back to what I think Amy was saying earlier, like that person sitting next to you, that person across the phone, it, I think makes all the difference and changes their outlook. And then maybe the next person that calls them, hopefully they're, they're, they're just as nice, but you never know. It's like showing yeah. up being nice in someone's day. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that the idea of, showing kindness and it's prompted a question that I might direct at Sean in a moment. The But often, um, particularly if I'm calling a help center and I need help, or if I'm calling a customer service center because I've got an issue with their product, then the person who's answering the phone is dealing with unhappy people all the time, mm -hmm. unhappy with the product, unhappy with the service, um, looking for an outcome that perhaps is beyond what what the company is prepared to give or what they're empowered to actually authorize and so they're very negative any phone call they answer they're immediately very negative and if i i go into that and i always am very conscious of this because often when i'm making those phone calls i'm frustrated and i'm angry because i've had a negative experience with something but i always start off by trying to be friendly with that person, getting their name, saying, how's your day been? I bet you've had lots of really angry calls. I've got an <laughs> issue, but I'm not angry. I just want to want your help in solving this. And usually that changes their mindset completely. And it's amazing how um, sometimes I've had the most amazing experiences with a company that has a very negative reputation where everybody else is saying, you know, we have, we've just had awful experiences with these people with this call center. See, you're so already of, doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the things that prompted, and I thought, cause you mentioned that Sean's the person helping you navigate this whole AI landscape, it constantly evolving and changing. One of the things that I promote very strongly when using something like ChatGPT to have some conversations and I use it to have conversations. So I don't just, just go in there and ask a question, say, what, here's what I want to know and then accept its answer. So I actually have conversations and I'll go back and I'll say, is that really true? Or can you fact check this? Or can you give me references to support that? Then I have a conversation, but I also practice kindness with the AI because a couple of reasons. First of all, it's practice, right? I can practice having a kind conversation and being kind to a conversation partner, even if it is only a computer. But the second thing is 
the information that goes into those language models, I'm guessing, is being used to continually train that language model. So if they're getting a lot of input that's kind, they're learning kindness themselves. And one of the most amazing conversations I've had, um, I asked something and it gave me some information and I was totally blown away by the, how good the information was and how much that information helped me. So I went back to ChatGPT, it was, and said, oh, thank you, that was very helpful. And um, I, uh, what did I say? I said, I really appreciate you. And and what came back, I thought, this is brilliant. What came back was the standard, like, I'm glad, I'm glad I could help. Um, if you need anything else in the future or if you want some more information, please reach out or words to that effect. And then it said, I appreciate your kindness. And I thought, wow, <laughs> that's really cool. So, yeah, Sean. <laughs> What's your experience with sort of having those conversations with those AIs? I think it's uh, you. You have to do that <laughs> before they I take over. You, you must train them. Mute or your microphone. So. Are you muted, Sean? You can you hear me now. Yeah, you can hey. hear me now. <laughs> Murphy's law strikes again. Um, I, I think you absolutely must talk to them that way before they take over. And uh, this is good advice. And no, I, I, I like I to practice kind conversations. Tomorrow. Something's gone wrong with my system. Uh, can you hear me, Lisa? Yep. I can okay. hear you just fine, Sean. Okay. Can you still hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. Yes. Okay. What can't I hear? He was afraid I was going to be a troublemaker. <laughs> I don't well, know. We won't let him know that you are. <laughs> Other podcasts, but there was something that okay. he touched on. There we on. go. I can hear again. Okay, yeah. Sean, you're on. <laughs> Man, I can relate. I can relate to this. Being kind to the AI is a very good habit. I think it's a lot more difficult to link out of the. Uh, you know, rude or negative experience than it is to to plus a positive experience into some new level of you know thought. Uh, so I've had those. I've had both experiences. I've I've been cut off rudely by the AI somehow interpreting my question in a you know rule skirting content delivery way and uh, and. Uh, you know, I, I've I've been short with it in response to say no, no, no. I'm I'm asking about this, not that. Yeah. And you know, I, I want to send that signal along as well. But I absolutely agree that you know I call ChatGPT, uh, dude. Uh, hey, dude. <laughs> I always start off with, yeah, hey, thanks a lot, dude. And it started to call me, dude, back. Uh, <laughs> and, and I really I identify as Californian. What can I say? Uh, it it, uh, it it works for me. I think that's the right way to proceed and you know this next level of gpt awareness is uh is the the, the point where we find out if treating it kindly is is going to pay off <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, my philosophy is even if um i mean i i have been direct with it i've um i, I think there was one instance where it kept coming back with 
No, I was trying to um, put together an itinerary, a travel itinerary. And I thought I was being very specific and it kept coming back and putting in this one detour that it wanted to do. And I thought, no, no, I don't, I don't want to go there. That doesn't interest me. You can cut that out and do that. So it made an adjustment to the itinerary, but then it tacked this thing on at the end. And then I went back and I said, no, drop, drop that and just give me this package. And then it made another change, but it again tacked this other thing on the end. And at that point, I said, what is it with this thing? What, what's your thing with this thing? Uh, please delete that. <laughs> but I always had please, even when I'm quite direct, I always said please. Um, and the, my philosophy is, okay, I can be specific and clear. And I also take the approach that, well, I... I'm not getting the response I want, so I haven't been clear enough in my communication. But at the same time, I think practicing kindness is just, it just puts us in the right mindset because the next moment somebody might call me on the phone and then um, I'm in the right mindset. Mm. Michaela. I think you brought up something interesting when you said, when we were talking about AI and fact check it or, you know, check its truthfulness or whatever. I think truth has a lot to do with our mindset and what we tell ourselves because I don't know about everyone else or y'all on this panel. I'm a really good storyteller and I can, I can <laughs> write some good middle stories about what I think is what, what, and what's going on when, when we really check what we're telling ourselves in our heads about ourselves or our reality and stop and think, is this really true? Or am I getting this crazy tale of, a load of crap that I'm letting myself believe when if I just checked it with the truth, it might change our own personal dialogues and then build our self-confidence and our self-worth and then how we interact with others as well. So I think we have to personally fact check ourselves sometimes, you know, about what we tell ourselves mm -hmm. and what we think in our head. So I thought that was interesting. You brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really valuable point because that often, and I think it was Debbie that, said earlier that often we tell ourselves these stories that come from somewhere they might come from an experience or they might come from something somebody said to us in the past but they're not us and so by taking a step back and asking that question it's um, really valuable Jorgen, you I mentioned it's really yeah. important oh go ahead amy no go ahead debbie I think that it's really important that we learn to live in the moment um, to when we're having these conversations and any conversation and actually allowing ourselves to be there, uh, whether it's with chat GPT or with a person. So when I'm any conversation that I'm having, I try to put myself in the realm of who is this person? What is what's happening with them being in the same place with them? I try to take no, uh, recognition of what's around me and really get to be in touch with that person. So many times when we have conversations, we're thinking about something else at the same time we're in that conversation. We're worried to get to the next appointment, whatever it is. And I'm finding that when you actually spend the time to just be in that moment, it's when those conversations are the most beautiful and when we make the most impact in life. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of really important points there. I, I think that are really worth highlighting, and that's 
being in the moment. And um, somebody said to me on a, on an episode recently, and it was around public speaking, I guess, uh, that the audience, and in this case, it would be the people I'm having a conversation with, have given me a gift, the gift of their time and their attention. And so really, I need to honor that gift by being fully present and giving them the time and attention. And if you do that, uh, people notice. It's, it's like what Lisa said earlier about calling up to make an appointment and having a short conversation first, asking the person how their day's been. Amy, you wanted to add to that or say something? Uh, we cannot underestimate the power of kindness and the power of empathy coupled with gratitude in our lives every single day. When you mentioned you know, seeing someone on the street walking past and smiling, the key is be the first one to smile. It's not necessarily going to happen unless you're the first one. And we underestimate the joy we can unknowingly create. What if your message of kindness lands on somebody who's contemplating suicide that day? What if your message of kindness and the power of your words lands on a young person who silently is in isolation, suffering from bullying? And we don't know that. So there are countless examples where people are being saved by kindness and words that empower them and allow them to start a conversation in, a, in choosing those good thoughts, as Debbie said, making that conscious decision to go with the good thoughts because someone has acknowledged them as being worthy. And unfortunately, self-worth doesn't happen that often without acknowledgement from the outside. And that's where we all have the power to create really endless play, endless joy, endless health, endless coping with the, uh, the challenges of technology and also thriving in our lives, no matter what the obstacles and no matter what the challenges and tragedies that people have faced. It starts with the power of our mm. words. Yeah, and and I'd add to that one of the things you said there is self-worth um, often comes from the outside. I think by taking actions like that, even though we don't know that this person has been bullied today and now we've just made their day and they feel empowered again, uh, we don't know that. All we, all we see is we smile at this person, we get a smile back in response. And for me, that, that lifts my self-worth immediately. It's like, oh, I've brightened that person's day. And I don't necessarily have that thought process consciously, but unconsciously, of course, it's it's boosted my self-esteem and self-worth. And um, yeah, so taking the first step, I agree, is, is really important. Well, this is a, a fabulous conversation. I'm just aware of the time now. So I thought maybe we could wrap it up i'll ask in a moment where people can find out more about echo and about each of you um, but maybe i'll go through each one of you and ask for some closing thoughts and what i'm interested in also is 
what action would you like our listener to take out of our conversation today? So maybe I'll start with you, Amy. I'd like everyone to know what a difference you can make in the simplest, simplest little gestures of acknowledgement and kindness and just reaching out and not being afraid to discover somebody next to you because the results are going to be amazing. And not only that, but we're going to discover ourselves in the process, our commonalities, our truths, our our strengths, our weaknesses, and ways in which we can have compassion to build each other up and then truly have conversations that are going to make a tremendous difference in the world. Excellent. Sean. What? Well, you should definitely keep your eye on on Echo as a source of diverse uh, opinions about the world and an intent to make a positive change. Uh, I'm excited by AI. I can't wait to bring more AI conversation to this conversation that we're having about opportunity and spotting these little moments and making the little little moments count. Uh, I look forward to the days of uh, Jiminy Cricket AI personal assistant that can <laughs> help help those who are you know, who are stuck or trapped or, or need a, need a information to get to the next step. Uh, that's what I'm all about is promoting empathy and, uh, accelerating people on their course to self-discovery. And I, I think a lot of valuable information is contained with these four amazing women. So, um, I've, it's been a, a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. All right, Lisa. Well, my call to action today would be to find one more thing that you can do in your day to be more playful, whether it's calling somebody up to make an appointment and asking them how they're doing to dancing right before you get on a podcast, whatever you decide <laughs> to do, just try to be more playful. Okay. I'll, I'll think about that dancing right before I get on the podcast. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Michaela. Um, I think for me, I'm always about knowing that we get one shot at this life, this amazing journey we travel and choose well and not be defined by your circumstances, but define it for yourself so that you can live your best life from going to just surviving to thriving in all things. And thank you for having us. It's been a delight. Well, thank you. <laughs> and Debbie. My call to action is when you go to bed tonight. I want you to sit there and give yourself gratitude for the things that you did accomplish today and put away the things that you didn't because they'll be there tomorrow. Today's what you have. Yeah. Enjoy today. Be proud of everything that you accomplished today. Even if it was just to get up and have a cup of coffee, give yourself gratitude for that because it is a beautiful thing. It's such a wonderful call to action because don't we beat ourselves up for the things that don't work out or, or we, the mistakes we make rather than, uh, and forget about all the accomplishments we actually achieved during the day. And some of those might be momentous and some of those might be little things, but they're still important. Hmm. All right, now, uh, where can people find out more about ECHO and perhaps even reach out to get in touch and find out more and say thanks for today's conversation? Well, you can find us at Echo Together uh, with the Echo number two 
and then gather, G-E-T-H-E-R, uh, at www.com. Or you can find us at Echo Together on social media. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. So we're trying to make sure we're bringing our voices to everyone that wants to have the chance to have empowering conversations. Excellent. And as always, we'll have all those links in the show notes so people can click straight through and they'll be easy to find. Well, thanks so much for sharing your time and your insights with us today, Team Echo, everybody. <laughs> it's been a, a wonderful conversation. I've really enjoyed having this group discussion and facilitating a group discussion. And despite Murphy's best efforts, we've managed to get through the whole thing with just one little glitch in the middle, which I'm, I'm not even sure I'll bother editing, editing out where my audio for some reason dropped out. Uh, it's been a wonderful conversation. So all the best for the future of uh, for each of you and, of course, for Team Echo and the initiative. I think it's a wonderful initiative and let's stay in touch. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank we appreciate it. Sounds wonderful. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to leave a review on this episode. It will help us to make the podcast better for you. Simply go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash InnovaBuzz and pick your preferred platform. Remember to visit innovabiz.co forward slash Flywheel and secure your membership to the exclusive Flywheel Nation community where you'll enjoy direct access to our incredible podcast guests, engaging meaningful conversations and participate in connection events designed to elevate your business journey. Don't miss out. Join Flywheel Nation today. Tune in again to the next episodes of the Innova Buzz podcast where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from Innova Biz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.